Hello everyone, thank you for joining us for another video. We're going to keep talking along social relationships. Um, in our last video we talked about the importance of social relationships as well as some of the downsides if you don't have good social relationships in your life um, as far as your mental health is concerned. So today we want to keep talking that, along that and we're going to talk specifically about barriers to social interactions. So I don't know, I, off the top of my head I think some of the examples are like Sometimes it might be a little bit anxious. Sometimes it might be a time thing. Sometimes it's really inconvenient. But I don't know. What do you guys want to start with barriers to being social? What would you say? Okay, so obviously we're all therapists by profession, right? Let's do it from a profession standpoint to start with. What do you guys hear most frequently as a barrier to encouraging clients to be more social? I think you hit the nail on the head with most of them. Right. I think the biggest one I see is like, like a lot of my clients are in their early mid twenties and the biggest one I see is like a, it's just not built into their life anymore. Right. It's not as convenient as it was when you're in high school, like you're, the social interaction is built into your life, right? You're mm -hmm. with people all day, even in college to some extent, right? If you're in person and you're like, I remember sitting down with strangers and you'd start small talk just to make it less uncomfortable. And, uh, but those, those are social interactions, right? And also, there's no school anymore, and a lot of people work remotely or are self-employed or something, or stay-at-home moms, right? I think that's a big one. Um, and it just becomes significantly less convenient and built into your life. And so uh, I guess a way of paraphrasing all of that would be you know, you now, you have, now you have to seek out social interaction, and it is not built into your life. Does that make sense as a barrier? Yeah, I think that that's probably one of the things that I see the most too. It's not that people don't want to have social relationships in a lot of cases. It's just that the opportunity isn't there so yeah. much anymore. You have to like go out of your way and really make plans for how you will do things. And sometimes trying to make plans with friends is a nightmare in and of itself. It's yeah. like, you know, we all run into somebody and say, oh, hey, we should do something sometime. And that's literally <laughs> where it the extent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I think, I think you're you're right on the money. So much of this is it's just not built into your life anymore. Yeah. One thing that I feel like I hear a lot is maybe the next step from what you mentioned. People will oftentimes tell me they don't know how. Mm. And if it's no longer built in, yeah, how would you know how? Um, I was going to share an example, but I don't know how to make that too general. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're young 20s, or I've seen this oftentimes even when people who have gone through a divorce or they've separated and they are trying to get back into the dating world, which we're not talking romantic today, but uh, just how do I have a conversation with someone? Like, I just, I don't know how to do that anymore. If it's not built in and you don't use it, you lose it, right? I see that being a barrier. Um, I think priority, choose... You, Sometimes being social is a choice you have to make. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the choice to be social and it's be really easy to just not with all the demands of things that we have, right? Um, I think in an earlier video, I talked about a group of my friends that got together that went out to dinner and it would have been so much easier to be like, well, got to put my little boy to bed, you know, but I had to go find a sitter. I had to drive out of my way to get there. It is a little bit more inconvenient. So I think priority is also another barrier to social stuff. I think that's 
true for probably a lot of things we'll talk about, right? It, you have to go through a certain amount of inconvenience or a certain amount of discomfort to get a certain amount of pleasure or enjoyment or satisfaction out of something, right? It requires nothing worthwhile is you go through like no cut like pain-free i think yeah sure well and you know all of this that we're talking about is how you become a well-rounded person a well-rounded mentally healthy person Mm -hmm. and this is one of those pieces that can get easy to cut out because you can focus on all of the other things and it's like "Mm, well i have a little bit of like social that that's enough right Mm -hmm. and and so it can be hard to know how much time and effort to allocate to this area of your life and like you said I mean you have to go out of your way a lot of times to do it finding opportunities to do it can be very time consuming can can be hard so what what do you think would be an appropriate amount of time like if we broke it down per week on a weekly basis how much how much how big should that slice of pie be I actually think that's a really really good question and I don't think there's like a an actual answer, like a blanket statement answer, because I think it depends largely on how introverted and how extroverted you are. People who are introverted just tend, and people get confused about what introvert and extrovert means, right? An introvert is somebody who recharges and gets energy by being alone. An extrovert is somebody who gets energy and recharges by being with people. If that makes sense. Yes, yeah, right. Introvert is not just being shy. It's, yeah, it's not just being shy or it's not just liking to do things by yourself sometimes, yeah. right? It's It has actually a lot to do with your energy level. So for somebody who's introverted, I think the social needs tend to be less because sure. when you're out and you're connecting with people, the connection is good, but it's also a large energy expenditure. And so it's really easy to overwhelm yourself with that one. On the other hand, if somebody is extroverted, they may need quite a lot of time in social relationships, talking to people, just to be able to feel like they're recharging and and you know getting their energy level replenished. I also think it probably matters like what phase of life you're in. Um, it yeah. might be appropriate to go out six hours a week if you're like a single dude, right? You hang out with your friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Long time. Uh, but maybe if you have like a family of kids and teenagers, your social time is probably going to be lower, and it probably should be. Right. They'd probably be irresponsible as a parent if you were out every single night with your friends. Right. Okay, so let me throw a bit of a twist because I was thinking about this earlier, but I didn't know how to totally bring it in. I think the idea of also being well-rounded isn't just social relationships, but it's social things. So if you go back to this idea of introvert, extrovert, what about time spent doing social things, but it could be things that you do on your own, right? Like um, one shift which I've never really had to make in my mind, but um, gambling is something I've never under... I mean, I understand it you're cognitively. You're way too big of a tight wad for Yeah, that. like I'm not going to do it, right? I'm like, you're just wasting money, but somebody once Until said... Well, right, <laughs> sure. I guess I've just never had that Until experience. Until you win big, yeah. <laughs> but the idea was, what this individual told me was, well, you have to remember you're also paying for entertainment value. And I'd never really thought of gambling that way. I'm like... The one social thing that I feel like I don't question as much the financial aspect, which is really weird, is going to a movie. I like going to movie theaters. I haven't been in a couple years, but I like to go. Um, But what about the idea of doing social things on a weekly basis, even if it doesn't mean I have to do it with somebody else or other people? How often should we go 
I, mean, I guess golfing is sometimes done in groups, right? But but what about the the idea of just doing social activities, but regardless of whether or not um, there's people involved? Like I have one client right now that I'm thinking of that goes rock climbing quite frequently, and she may or may not go by herself, right? Mm-hmm. What about like is there like a general idea of like go do social things whether or not it involves people? Any thoughts? I just thought of that while I was listening to this idea of introversion versus extroversion. Well, and I think this would be a good thing for us to talk more about too when we start talking about like hobbies that we can have, that kind of sure. thing. Sure. Because I think some of this, like, uh, you know, my husband would say going out to a movie is like a great social connection for him. And I would say I feel 0% socially connected to anyone else when I'm at a movie. Like maybe we're all in the theater and we're like laughing together or whatever, but I feel absolutely no social connection. I'm like, I could be at home on my couch watching this and it would be the same. I just wouldn't have the same amount of treats. <laughs> but see, like, is that is that helpful for you though? Like, even though that's not people related, like if you're pairing your popcorn and your junior mint while you're watching Lord of the Rings... Right, like there's so many things wrong with that because I'm not watching Lord of the Rings and I'm definitely not having <laughs> Junior Mint or popcorn. <laughs> I know I don't understand. You don't like the movies. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so if you're at the movie though, even though it's not people connection, like, do you find that that will influence your mental health? Do you find that you feel excitement to be there? Or are you happy, or does it decrease stress by being at the movie? I think that getting out and doing things like that can be really, really helpful. I think that's where I'm going even, with this. Even without like uh, really intense social connection. Again, I think this depends for different people because if there was a large amount of social connection for me, it actually is overwhelming. But if there's a little bit, it actually feels really good. It feels re- really replenishing to me. And so I think that like getting out and doing social things, even if maybe you're not having super strong social connections while you're doing it, I still think that can do wonders for your mental health. Yeah. That's why I say. I think maybe as I, as we've talked about this, I'm like, there needs to be an investment in that piece. Sorry, I guess nobody can see it when I do it that way. An investment in that piece of the pie, even if it doesn't mean people going and doing something social that gets you out of the routine. And maybe even put you among people. Yeah, that you may not have to interact with, right? Sure. I think about, and this sounds like a nightmare to me because of way too many reasons, but you go down to a basketball game, right? You don't have to interact with anybody at the basketball game, but it's fun to watch a basketball game and eat a slice of pizza. And you're like connected to them in... We're all here for the same thing kind yeah. of idea. Sure. Yeah. We're at least cheering together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Well, but if you think about that from a belonging perspective, it does give you a bit of a sense of belonging. Uh-huh. Even if you don't directly interact with anybody else, even if you're just involved in a similar activity as somebody else. Yeah, I remember... I actually think that's a really big reason sports are so popular. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, yeah. I remember years ago going down to a football game down at Rice-Eccles Stadium for the University of Utah and... Um, I always hated going because I hate being around that many people. I'm crammed into a little seat. And you're so broad, it makes it hard <laughs> to fit. I wasn't quite thinking that, but... Um, we both were. You know, you get people who are spilling their nacho cheese on you, or I remember somebody probably was drunk and thought it would be funny to unzip my wife's little bag that she was wearing and accidentally pulled her hair. and Like, none of that is fun, right? But there is a connection that you get by being down there and by being out. 
even though I'm not interacting with those people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you think you... I know we talked right before we started filming how we don't know how to overcome the barriers of this, but how do you overcome the barriers of this? How do you get through and uh, make social interaction maybe more comfortable or more possible in your life? Well, now that I'm sitting here thinking about some of what we've been talking about, I actually really like this idea, Josh, that part of this is being out among people involved in similar activities. You know, uh, in child development, one of the ways that children develop is they do something that's called parallel play, right? That means they're they're next to each other, they're playing, but they're not really interacting. They're not really playing together. This is part of development as a child. And I would say as adults, actually, that's a good thing for us to do. Parallel play. We're there, we're maybe not interacting, but we are engaged in similar activities at the same time. And I think if you can even find some ways to engage in some of that, it might help with some of the anxiety it might help you have some common interests with people and it might just help you to get out and among and have some of the possibilities of better social interactions happening i think we should probably make a video that covers some more of this like intervention stuff in depth but one of the thoughts that comes to my mind is and i don't know how i've accurate is that the right word I don't know if I have effectively portrayed this with clients in the past, but one thing that I like to do if the barrier is anxiety or the barrier is, well, I just don't know how and I don't want people to think that I'm weird. Um, one thing that I always try to do in my mind is if I'm in an interaction with somebody or in a social situation and I'm anxious, they're probably anxious too. And so if I can reason in my mind, hey, they're no more comfortable about this than I am, then that does tend to lower my own anxiety because they want it to go as well as I want it to go. Sure. Mm -hmm. So there's that parallel play, like we're both hoping this goes well. And I think if you can convince yourself, there's that cognitive restructuring piece, that this is important, it's something that I choose to want to do, this person's choosing to want to do it, and we both want it to function well, that might be an intervention if the barrier is anxiety or lack of knowledge on how to do it. Yeah, so you maybe know. even to back up another step, we would say first thing you need to do is identify the barrier. What is it? Yeah. Right? What's what's the issue? Are you anxious about going out? Do you not have opportunities? Are there multiple things? Like very first thing, identify what the barrier is and then come up with a plan. How are you going to work through that barrier? Mm -hmm. You know, do you need to do some of the parallel play kind of thing? Do you need some coaching in Our video is frozen for Four seconds. <laughs> Where's it? Um, hold on, let me hear you and think about where I could just pick that up. Oh, so, if so maybe what we're saying then is that the best thing that we can do is identify what the barrier is, right? What is the barrier? What's the thing that's stopping us from being able to have better social relationships? Do we have some anxiety? Do we have a lack of opportunities? Do we need some more skills? And then once you've identified what the barrier is, you can come up with a plan for how to address that. You know, there's lots of coaching out there that you can get about how to improve your social skills. There's lots of books that you can read and videos that you can watch. Um, there are lots of things that you could do to come up with ideas for places that you could actually have the opportunity to engage with other people. So maybe first thing, figure out what the barrier is and then do some problem solving. I like it. This is gonna sound much less fun but it would potentially work. 
Uh, one of the quotes that my younger brother, I don't think he meant it to be a quote, but it just hit me in the way that I <laughs> quoted it. Um, in fact, it was when we were trying to move one of these dadgum couches up here. Um, I was ready to give up and break the couch and call it good. But he's like, look, there's one way to do it, and that's to do it, right? So part of the intervention is once you've figured it out, what we've all talked about today is very theoretical. Now go do it. Pick up the phone, call somebody. I guess you could text them. But like call someone, set something up, ask the lady down the road if she wants to go get coffee with you or whatever the case may be, but put something into motion. And you'll find, generally speaking, it's not as uncomfortable as what we've probably made it out to be. Sure. There's one way to do it, and that's to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm sure I'll sound like a broken record on all of these videos because we talked about the same thing with work, but you've got to be a little uncomfortable. Like, but just be a little uncomfortable, right? And over time, you'll become comfortable, and you can stretch a little bit more, and you'll figure it out, I think. But you've got to do it. Right. Yeah. I think that uh, just kind of along those lines, comfortable is not healthy. That, that's not what that means. Comfort and health are not exactly sure. the same thing, and we get that mixed up a lot. Hmm. That makes more sense. Healthy means that sometimes you're uncomfortable. That's how you grow. That's how you become stronger. Well, she summarized all of our last videos all by herself in one sentence. So. Da, 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 didn't you yeah. miss me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, hopefully something with today was helpful. If you enjoyed it, please like and subscribe for more of this. If you have any questions or, or ideas that you'd like us to talk about, leave a comment. We'd love to, to interact with you guys. So thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you.